Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Man, Ray, we got a steaming of a show today, man. It's going to heat up in here, man. It's going to heat up in here. Oh, it's man, it's beautiful. We got some fantastic guests. Uh, you know, everybody loves the uh, the film industry, loves the Hollywood lifestyle, but there's so much that goes into it. Uh, you don't just wake up and become a star overnight. Uh, and we have some fantastic guests that are on the show today that's going to give you a little background, a little insight into uh, all parts of the industry, man. And uh, I'm, I'm so excited. I got an old friend. Uh, that, I mean, we, we've known each other since we were like babies, little kids. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's on the show. And, and, and he's one of the uh, the most successful child actors and one of the greatest people I know, man. Uh, Mr. Scott Schwartz is going to be on the show today. And we also have a fantastic film producer, Mr. Howard Nash, is, is, is on uh, the show as well. So uh, sit back, get your popcorn ready, buckle up, because it's going to be a great show. So, JC, how's your week been going? Before before we get to, to our guests, uh, I just want to know how your week's been going, man. Man, Ray, I've been in the house uh, cleaning up, getting things ready. I'm back in Dallas studios, you see, and I would be back in California next week. So I, I had to take care of some things uh, here at home in Dallas before I head back to California. So I've just been busy, just uh, straightening up stuff uh, that I had put on the back burner for a while. But uh, sometimes you have to just snake, wake up and just start doing it. Well, make sure you breathe some of that, that fresh uh, Texas air back here because, man, with the pollution <laughs> and everything that's going on, the, the, the air quality is so terrible right now from the fires that's been so bad out here in California um, you know, uh, uh, the, the good thing about it is that it's not 197,000 degrees every day. Um, but the bad thing about it is the air quality is pretty, pretty bad. So, um, you know, we still been getting out the house and you know doing our little jog and trying to work out, stay in shape. But, uh, you know, other than that, man, it's just been, you know, this, this, this whole 2020 year has been <laughs> insane as usual. But, uh, I'm, I'm excited about, you know, what we have going on today, man, because when we start, bringing in these guests, it kind of takes you away from everything else that's going on for a while. And uh, we talk about things that uplift you here on It's Your Life Radio. Yeah, I'm interested in uh, just uh, finding out how they got started and uh, what are some of the experiences that they had. And, you know, so especially with Scott as a child star, you know, uh, and he worked with a lot of lot of big-time actors and not just actors but sports athletes. And your father was one. And, yeah, exactly, and and Pat Hayden, a lot of a lot of other guys, and I'm I'm extremely excited about Howard. I mean, I I watched his trailers uh, about the new movie uh, that he just done. That's doing extremely well overseas, and uh, it's about time for us to get that in the states. So everybody get an opportunity to watch that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So you know, you have you have some some film and some content that, that a lot of people don't get the chance to see. That's why we want to bring some light to it and maybe take a different perspective on some of the things that, uh, you know, that you don't really get to hear a whole lot about. So, I mean, I think it's exciting for Howard to be here and to go over, you know, his projects and what he's doing because the project, some of the projects that he's doing is not just about just uh, bringing a film to life, but also about advocacy. And Scott's an advocate for, for young children as well. So Scott Schwartz, he was born in Sacramento, California. Uh, and lived lived in New York, New Jersey quite a bit. Um, you know him from his, his fantastic roles in the movie The Toy with Richard Pryor and also uh, Kid Co. And then the, the film that we're showing right now, he played Flick in A Christmas Story. And my kids always watch this movie. We watch it because they play it every single Christmas on Christmas Eve and they play it on a 24-hour run. And I watch it and I see Scott and I'm like, man, I remember when he was that little kid. <laughs> And so uh, it's it's a fantastic to, to have him on today. And uh, Scott, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, big guy. Hey, yeah. welcome, welcome to the show, Scott. Thank you, yeah. thank you. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Man, how long do we go back, Scott? Eighty. Okay, eighty-three. Ooh, jeez. Because because your dad's your dad's Kevin Howard fight eighty-four, right? Yep, eighty-four. Yep, right. 
Yes, we know each other since 83. Jeez, man. That, that HBO commercial. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, we did an HBO commercial uh, right right back then. And I think, um, you know, some aging myself right now. So I think I was probably two years old in that commercial. I told your, your, your cohort there that I had something since day one, since the first day I met your papa. This has been sitting in my book and I broke it out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's a true throwback. That's Man, that is. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's, it's in my book. It doesn't go anywhere. Oh, love it. Love it. So so everybody knows you from all those those uh you know, fantastic films that you did. Um but I don't know if, if anybody knows the the full story about how did you get into the acting business? I mean you know, you're out here in California and as a young kid, um, how do you how do you find out, you know, say this is what I want to do? Well, if I, I was I was I grew up in New Jersey and I was going to a, a movie club with my dad for several years. And one of the guys that was producing a commercial, knowing me for a while, I was very outgoing, very fun and, you know, personable and, you know, a cute kid, whatever. He's like, hey, I'm shooting a commercial for you who chocolate drink. Three days in Miami Beach with Yogi Berra. Would that be something you want to do? And I'm a, Yan- I'm a Yankee guy. I'm from Jersey. I said, absolutely, I'm going. And that, that was kind of the start of the whole thing. And then got an agent and then commercials, off-Broadway, Broadway, and then movies. Wow. Wow. So New Jersey and California. What was the biggest difference between New Jersey and, and California for, for you, you know, back then as, as, as a young actor? Well, I didn't live, I, did, I, I didn't yeah. move out to California until after high school. Right, right. You know, but I mean, in coming out, it's the people, you know, most of the people in, in California are not uh, straightforward, I'll put it that way. Right. You know, it's the, let's, it's, it's, the, it's the let's do lunch and then you never see them again. Whereas in New Jersey, you go, hey, I'll meet you at the pizzeria at two o'clock on Wednesday and everybody shows up at two o'clock on Wednesday. <laughs> That was that was a lot of the same thing I, I thought before I moved out to California too. You know, just being from the East Coast, everybody was was pretty much straightforward. Uh, you know, it was pretty pretty blunt. Um, so yeah, it, I think it was a a big uh, big shock to my system to to figure that out. But your first role, how, how did you get your first role? Your first role, I mean, you had to had the commercials and everything, but your first major role that was that was the toy, right? Yeah. And, first, and, and, and you're starting next. You're starting next to one of the biggest actors in the world, Mr. Richard Pryor. Yep, biggest, biggest number one comedian, maybe of all time, and of course Jackie Gleason, who played my dad. Right, and that was the same audition process. You know, I went to eight or nine auditions and multiple screen tests. And I mean, at the end of the day, believe it or not, beside the fact that I was a loose wheel, I was fun, insane, crazy, all that. Uh, the movie Airplane had a lot to do with it hmm. because because I couldn't do my screen test with Richard Pryor. He was in Divorce Number Five in Atlanta, stuck, <laughs> and uh, I ended up doing it with the thin jive guy from Airplane that sat on the aisle seat, Norman Gibbs. And once I found that out, I was a junkie. I loved the airplane. I, you know, she, man, bubble, that's my lady got the burning coat upside down and said, you go, hey, home, I can dig it. So <laughs> I did all that when I was 13. And he saw that and he went and told the producer and director, hey, if you want somebody to be able to go crazy with, with Richard Pryor, this is your kid. Wow. So I, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. So, so you never screen tested with him, with Richard Pryor? No. No, I never screen tested. They flew me out to California, first class, all the wonderful bells and whistles, and got to uh, the Burbank lot, and nope, no Richard Pryor. Wow, wow. So, so what was what was that like the the, the first time you met him to uh, uh, to say, okay, here I'm I'm, I'm next to, to 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 this famous actor. Well, growing up being a film buff, so I knew who he was. I had seen, you know, Silver Streak. I had seen, you know, the other, all the other films that he had done, Bingo Long, et cetera, et cetera. Stir crazy. And uh, I was a fan. And I was playing a pinball machine in the director's office. And he says to me, hey, you got to stop doing that for a minute. There's somebody here to see you. And I turn around and there's Richard Pryor. And I was like, hello, Mr. Pryor. It's a pleasure to meet you. Always very respectful. 
And he said, don't ever call me that again. Call me Rich, <laughs> Rich, Dick. I don't care what you call me. Don't call me Mr. Fryer. That was my dad. That started the friendship. Wow. Wow. But Scott, hold hold that thought because I got I got a ton more questions for you. But I, I think JC, we have we have to go to a, to a commercial break. It's happened so quickly right now. Cause <laughs> yeah, man. You know we're gonna take a station break, but we're gonna come back and continue our conversation with Scott and bring on Howard. It's your life. I'm James Cooley, and this is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come. With it's your life. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley, available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. So, JC, wow. be- before we before we left, we was talking to Scott uh, about, uh, about working with Richard Pryor. But he, he also was working with... Uh, Another major star on that on that film, um, Jackie Gleason, and uh, you, you got you got two of the greatest actors. You know, I mean, uh, guys that have their, have their uh, names on the star in Hollywood that you're working with as a young kid. And I know Scott is, isn't shy. I mean, from what I met him from the beginning, he's he's a kid that had a bunch of energy. Um, but what was it like, Scott, working uh, with, with both of those two legends? Uh, amazing, incredible. Maybe just a little bit harder than playing basketball with you in the old Bethesda house. Just a little bit. Just a little bit harder. Oh, yeah. But they were great. They, they, both, uh, they both knew my love of film. And I was very inquisitive. I asked questions, and they were more than willing to answer. So I wasn't the typical 13-year-old kid, you know, playing, doing this, and just being an idiot, guy, 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 whatever. You know, I mean, I talked to... to Jackie Gleason about vaudeville and Broadway in the thirties and, you know, Richard Pryor, that was an open, that was an open book. The stuff that he told me, I can't even say on the air now. I mean, it was just, he was a piece of work. There was no filter, no nothing. It was just go. And that, that was Richard. Wow. Wow. You know, uh, two of my favorite movies, the toy and a Christmas story. Um, I'm dying to hear, uh, which one did you, first of all, which one was your favorite? Are you really asking me that question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, let's see. There's Jackie Gleason, Richard Pryor, Louisiana, 80 degree, 90 degree weather. Well, you know, Christmas both, story. both, both worked, movies were. But I worked were. one day a week on a Christmas story. I actually worked for six weeks on that movie, but I only worked one day a week. Wow. So I had to, I had to stay wherever the location was, whether it was we, we shot in Cleveland and in Canada. I had to stay there and it was anywhere from 15 to 25 below zero. Oh no, the toy was just such an amazing experience, you know, just to get to work with the people I worked with and they treated me so well, you know, again, I was very respectful and I, I knew my place. It was my first movie and uh, they both knew that whatever they said that I was just learning. I was just a, a sponge from them, you know? So learning about timing and storytelling from Richard and learning about vaudeville and the other things that Gleason did, you know, they, they really, you know, mentored me during the film. And then Richard continued to mentor me until he passed. I mean, you know, he was my, my, my muse, my go-to guy. I got a question. I call him. He, he was, you know, the most influential person in my life, basically. Wow. So, so Scott, and then you go, you go through with, the, with these two famous stars, with, with Richard and Jackie, and then you have the I- iconic movie, The Christmas Story, and then you also have, uh, I think this was right after the toy, that you, that you did uh, Kidco, and yeah. it, it, it's all on you. 
And you you are yeah. the you are the main guy. Hey, like the picture, everything is, is set out. And so I, I know you were seasoned after that because you had these two famous uh, guys that are, are legends in, in Hollywood there. But what was it like taking on this big role by yourself? Uh, it, it sounds crazy, but I get, I get kid co and I mean, I'm the lead. I'm in 99% of the film, whatever. And we had a 10 week shooting schedule. It was going to finish right before the holidays on December 22nd. The toy opened up December 10th in the movie theaters. I actually told the producers of the film, listen, we have to be done on December 10th because I have press to do. I have promo to do. They talk to my dad. My dad says, you don't understand my child, blah, blah, blah. They bring me back in the room, and they called my bluff. They said, okay, you want to get done faster. Movies don't get made faster. You've done one movie. What do you want to do? And I said, let me see the production schedule. we got to move things around. And they said, okay, we did it. I was shooting between 10 and 16-hour days every day for eight weeks, and we got it done. And I mean, I had, a, again, that, that was, I don't want to say the hardest film, but the most work I had to do, you know, because I'm in so much of the movie, right. but I just went to work. I did my job. I was prepared. I learned my lines. I worked with the camera guys. I worked with the sound guys. You just, you make the machine work. The, the film production machine, you just, if you just go along, you make it work, you get things done. And I mean, it sounds crazy at 14 years old to be able to do that, but that's what I did. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's that's kind of what was, what's fascinating to me is that at that age, at 14 years old, you're talking about production schedules, you're working uh, 10, 12, 13, 14-hour days, and then going 15. back and, and doing doing press. Like, what was it in your background that, that put you in that place to say, oh, I can do this, or that confidence, gave you the confidence? Because most kids 14 years old, I know if my – 14-year-old kid gets in there, he's like, no, nah, I ain't doing all this. I I just, I mean, again, I just finished the toy. It's only a couple months later. So my confidence level was at 150%. Mm. I worked with Gleason prior, the producer Ray Starks, Richard Donner, the director, Ned Beatty, and on and, you know, Theresa Ganzel, on and on. So I was confident enough that I knew I could do the job. You know, I always had a good work ethic. You know, I don't know if you remember back then. My father was a window cleaner. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, that's what my dad did. And, I mean, in in my time off of school, summers, winter vacations, I went and worked with my dad at 6 o'clock in the morning and washed the windows in the movies. So what? What does that have to do with anything? You still got to put in a day's work. Right. I, I never looked at it more than this is the job. Let's go do it, get it taken care of, and keep going. Hey, Scott. Um, yep. you got a lot of kids out there that are aspiring to be an actor or actress. What type of advice would you give them, you know, being a child star yourself? Get an education. School is the most important thing. Acting realistically, the accolades, the rewards, if you make it, are endless. They're ridiculous, you know. Uh, but if you don't, you're going to end up, if you have no education and you're going to auditions, you know, at some point when you're out on your own, you get a job, you're going to end up basically going, uh, you wanted a burger medium and you wanted fries with that, right? So rather than have that, get a good education, get a good background, study Hollywood, study filmmaking, you know, be able to do anything, whether it's write, produce, direct, the sound, the lighting, the tech guys, whatever it is, Learn how to do as much as you can. Don't rely on just acting. You can walk into an audition and be Marlon Brando, Montgomery Cliff, Humphrey Bogart. You can be the greatest actor on planet Earth. If the person on the other side of the table goes, you know, you're 5'2", and I really wanted somebody 5'6". You're done. Nice knowing you. Bye-bye. They (laughs) don't care how great you are. That is some great advice. And you know, I tell you, uh, I hope that our audiences listen to that advice because um, uh, it, it's not easy, and we all know it's not. And uh, their advice about getting an education, that is extremely important. But i tell you what, Scott, I, I, we're all going parts to— of life, All parts <laughs> of life is having an education. You know, I don't care how rich you are, how famous you are. You get an education. Listen, 
Ray, you know, Junior is sitting there, man. He had all the benefits in the world. But if he didn't get an education, he was an idiot. He wouldn't be sitting in that chair right now. You're absolutely right. You know what? We're going to have to take a station break, but oh. we're going to come back and we're going to bring Howard on. Hey, Scott, we're going to bring you, we're gonna bring <laughs> you, you back on, Scott, as well. But uh, we're going to take a station break and bring Howard Nash on and learn uh, all about the film industry as well. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. This is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Build a better business today with Launch Team Consulting. Launch Team Consulting provides human resources, change management, and ethics training for businesses and organizations looking to create a culture of excellence. Launch Team Consulting is here to increase revenues, productivity, and teach you how to launch your business to new heights. With over 90 years of combined experience, the staff at Launch Team Consulting can help improve business performance and strategy. Visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com to learn how we strive to help business owners develop a solid foundation and solid building blocks of leadership so that they can flourish. Launch Team Consulting also offers executive coaching too to help business leaders achieve professional goals. Contact Launch Team Consulting at 619-940-6362. That's 619-940-6362. Or visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com. That's LaunchTeamConsulting.com. Putting you on the path to success with Launch Team Consulting. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. So, J.C., be, before, before we went to, went to break, I, I had another question that I wanted to ask Scott before, uh, before we bring in Howard, because uh, I, I know the full audience and everybody wants to know this. Um, you know, what was the hardest thing, Scott, playing uh, me in basketball or, or, or filming Kidco? <laughs> You're a funny guy. <laughs> I think I was. I think back then I was a little bit taller than you. I don't think I'm taller than you anymore. But right. yeah, I think I think we went out play was like it was like midnight when we left and went and played, right? Oh gosh, it was something like that. All I know is I used to drive down two, three, two and a half hours to your to your folks' house in Bethesda, and oh my god, did we play ball? Oh yeah, we had we had a good time. We had a good time, man. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, JC. It's a, and, and another thing is that you know during that time, like we were probably two of the most famous kids in, in the in the world, and to actually have that time to you know hang out together and play basketball, that was just gives gives you a second away from all the craziness that was going on. You're absolutely right, man. It seemed like you guys had a lot of fun. 
you know. See, the funny part was is when we were shooting the commercial, uh, my dad and his dad both loved horror movies. And my dad had a whole bunch of horror movies on VHS and made copies, and we brought them down. And uh, Sugar, Sugar Ray was going to build a movie room in the house. And we had one in our house, and he had us come down so my dad could design the room for him, the movie room in the house. Wow. See, that's, a great, that's a great segment in bringing our, our next guest on, you know, because. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, he, uh, and, and thanks for that, Scott. Uh, we want to bring on Howard Nash, and let me tell you a little bit about him. He's a producer, actor, writer. Howard Nash has actively been producing movies since 1991. In 1993, he co-produced the hit Children of the Night, a vampire thriller released by Columbia Tri Trostoff Pictures, which aired on HBO, Showtime, Stars, Fearnet, and it currently remains a regular staple on sci-fi, on the on the sci-fi channel. Yo, Howard is doing a whole lot of things. Uh, he uh, got a lot of movies out there, and it, actually, he got one that we talked about earlier a little bit uh, that uh, is doing extremely well overseas. And we're gonna bring Howard in, and we're gonna learn a whole lot more about all the things that he's doing. Welcome to the show, Howard. How you doing? Very well. First. Just wanted to make sure everyone knew that American Whisper debuted actually in the United States, and it still continues to do extremely well. And it was that uh, success that uh, got it uh, the opportunity to appear on the platforms overseas. But it debuted here in America and continues to do uh, very well um, each week. And uh, right now we are garnering uh, over 70,000 views per month. Um, it hasn't really crested yet. And for a film that's on a platform uh, with no stars, that's, that's an extraordinary uh, rate. And uh, we just hope it just continues, you know, the run. <laughs> so uh, fingers crossed. And hopefully it will because when you're overseas also, they kind of play off each other. And um, the algorithms kind of uh, communicate, I'm told. So it should, it should go for a steady run, continue to. So, so Howard, before before we get into uh, American Whisper, because I know that's a passion project of yours and it's an incredible story, um, tell us about how you got into the film business and and, and what 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 kind of guides you and your passion of what you're doing right now. Sure, I uh, I started as an actor when I was uh, when I was a teenager, and um, slowly began moving to the other side of the camera because it just kind of uh, you know interested me, and uh, I just kind of. Uh, went to the other side of the camera as a way of possibly leveraging myself as an actor. And on some occasions I was able to do that when it made sense. Um, but mostly I would say 80, 90% it's been uh, producing the films and not appearing in them. So it's fine. Well, no, no, no worries. I mean, so American whisper that that's a, a film that's a, yeah, has a little controversy behind it, but it's it's a film that you 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 put together not just about the um, about the uh, you know the project and the fame of a project, but because of the uh, other issues behind it and that you want to actually give back and do something you know positive with mm-hmm. it. So t- tell us about the film and tell us why you, why you made it. Okay, it's a uh, true story. Uh, happened several years ago, more than that, of an African American family that was found murdered in their home in a, in a mansion in New Jersey. They were discovered by the father. Uh, there you see him. Um, and of course, since, you know, 75% of the homicides of families are perpetrated by a family member, he became the central focus and the central suspect. And um, sadly, when he took to, to the attention of nothing else, and when he was cleared, finally, um, the case ran cold. And uh, they weren't able to, you know, get back into motion to try to find out who really did it. And um, that fascinated me from the outset. And uh, we're kind of um, melding the the run of the film with trying to get that case reopened as it ran cold. And um, am I still on? (laughs) And uh, the case ran cold. And, uh, you know, we're trying to get it reopened by the New Jersey prosecutors. And uh, the... uh, so. Now, when, yeah. when when you're dealing with something like that, you're dealing with a cold case, uh, you know, uh, something that's active right away. 
I mean, I mean, still active right now. I'm sure you get pushback from you know uh, from everybody that's involved because yeah. uh, there hasn't the case hasn't been solved. So, uh, what what uh, issues are you dealing with that um, you know well, just from the issue? The primary have? issue is from what I can understand from the people who are uh, working with me. I have an attorney uh, who. Uh, has a nonprofit organization for uh, for crime victims. People don't like to fail, and when you're asking a prosecutor to reopen a case, you're also asking him to take his chances on something that doesn't mean all that much to him or her, um, with at least a good chance of them failing. So rather than you know not succeed, it's easier to say I don't want to take it on. So that's the blowback, the pushback that we're getting. But, you know, with enough um, people watching and enough people uh, commenting on the film, um, I'm, I'm very optimistic that we're going to be able to, uh, to sway them because what we have now, which we did not have then, is all the DNA technology, which would make it more possible for them to crack, it, crack the case um, than they did way back then. Well, I mean, and so a project like this is is much more difficult to to do than if you do uh, a fluff piece or, or or a happy documentary, something that you know you can sell to all the happy networks. What was behind mm-hmm. your thought process in saying, okay, I want to tackle something like this? Well, it becomes easy when the passion's there. It becomes easier, and uh, I like the call to action uh, focus of the film. The subject matter really was quite attractive to me when we began, but later on we started to realize that this has terrific uh, call to action potential to get people to to watch the film, to comment on it, and to understand that the numbers are going to influence whether or not we can get, uh, you know, the prosecutors to reopen the case. So, um, and that, that kind of made it easier in a way to, uh, when, you, when you're working on something that, you know, that has that kind of, uh, you know, uh, importance you you have a project called tiger featuring mickey mickey rourke what is this project about well it's also uh a project that you know it kind of enables you to feel passionate about what you're doing um it's based on the true story of an indian sikh uh, boxer who was banned from uh from the sport for refusing to shave and uh, they kind of like needed a reason to get rid of him. He was winning, and he was actually in line for the uh, for the, for the middleweight uh, class Olympics. And uh, they just kind of needed a reason to, to get him out of there. It was, you know, some guy with a turban was um, was kind of moving up in the ranks. So I guess I came up with the idea uh, that there would be a rule where, uh, you know, even though there's nothing like that in heavyweight boxing, that um, you know you have to shave or, uh, you know, you can't box. So the film's about two battles, one in the courtroom, the other in the ring, and uh, it's a pretty amazing story. And uh, Mickey Rourke is uh, his trainer, um, the young man who uh, who went through all of this. Um, he's his trainer, and, uh, yeah, it's a great film. It really uh, it's a good watch and a great film. Yeah, Mick, Mickey Rourke, he, lo- he loves boxing. He's been in so many so many films about boxing, and, I think yeah. I think he does that because he, he he wasn't as good a fighter as as he wanted to be, but he can be as good yeah. as he wants to be in film, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the fact, and he is really a, a a good actor, quite a good actor, and um, you know everyone is just blessed who's able to find you know um, the path and the calling. And for him, I mean, you know, he his work is really right up there to me with all the greats. So, so you you take you take the the path of, and and you work with these projects and producing these projects yourself. Um, what is the difference between you no know, how how are you producing uh, your projects and uh, if you had a, a big super major studio that just takes it over? Like, do you lose control yeah. of it or? Yeah, I mean, there's there's politics wherever you go. Um, you know, when you when you it's much tougher, obviously, to get in with a project into a studio and I. I've done it and I've gotten into networks and we've developed it. Um, you know, there is a one out of 10 chance that you can actually get that film going. When you do it independently and you move it to the platforms, um, you know, you have complete control. Only when your film is out there now, you have to do the heavy lifting to push it, to promote it. If you're lucky enough to work with a major studio, they do all of it. But from what I've heard, a lot of that heavy lifting, you know, isn't as good as it should be. And a lot of producers come out of it very, very uh, disgruntled about whether or not their movie was supported. 
And I guess here you work harder, but uh, you, you are in control of your own destiny in terms of getting the film out there. So that's the good part. How do you, how do you decide on which projects you want to work on? It's really not based on genre at all. Uh, if I read something and it grabs me, and, um, you know, it's the usual, you know, you think you're going to read 20 pages max every day until you're done and then, you know, have you, you know, quit to the writer and tell them why you can't do it. And if I find myself, my God, I'm halfway through, I'm three quarters of the way through, I know that I have something. And that's, uh, that's the first step. It's, it's there, it's in the material. And, um, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I'll pursue it. And, um, you know, I do favor certain genres over others, certain kinds of stories. But at the end of the day, it, it really is all about realizing that you're three quarters of the way through the script and, you know, you're not bored yet. That's, that's well, wow, we're going we to have to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue our conversation with Howard Nash. And then we're going to bring Scott back on for the lightning round. It's your life. I'm James Cooper. This is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generous Generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Concerned over your income needs in retirement? Left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options? Goldsmith Financial can help. For nearly 14 years, Joshua Goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence. Call Joshua Goldsmith today for a free review. 760-586-5275. That's 760-586-5275. Or visit goldsmithfinancial.net. Goldsmithfinancial.net. Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial. A registered investment advisor member, FINRA, SIPC. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Howard, I got a question. Now, you are a very, very busy man. And when you're not uh, producing, you're teaching production in college. Uh, what are some of uh, the, uh, your students, uh, what do they think? They, they know you're a big star, and now you're there teaching them how to do these things. You know, that's got to be gratifying. Well, it is. I've been on kind of sabbatical for a while from the teaching because they, uh, especially after Whisper, it got, you know, and during Whisper, got very busy. But um, what attracts them is probably what attracted me, you know, originally is um, just the thought that, you know, unlike, you know, the difference between actors and directors and writers, um, you know, a producer is as good or not good as the property that he represents or she represents. And all of the forces that, you know, you can come to you if you happen to control um, the property that everybody wants. And that is probably the most uh, fascinating and intriguing thing about um, the subject to them. And uh, there's all kinds of different um, variables in the other, um, you know, disciplines of, of making a film. Uh, but knowing that's basically all there is to being a producer in demand is kind of intriguing, knowing that if you control the property that everybody wants, um, you're a star. And uh, that, that's, you know, a pretty intriguing uh, thought when you're looking to break into the business. That's awesome. And, and talking about breaking into the business, I, I got a question for, for both of you guys, for, for uh, Howard, you and Scott. And uh, uh, the industry, you know, when, when people look at it from the outside, they see all the sexy things and, uh, see, see that you know, I'm, I'm a big star, and I just 
that was on film, but there's so much more that goes behind it. Uh, Scott, you you advocate for for young child actors, and uh, um, tell us about um, the uh, a minor con- uh, consideration and, and and what you're working on uh, right now. I was the president of a minor consideration for several years. I'm not anymore because you can only be for two years with the 501c3 and all that. But um, it advocates for child labor laws, for making sure kids are being handled the right way, being watched over, uh, their income, where it goes, uh, things like that. You know, you're trying to change the laws to make it better for kids in the industry. And, uh, you know, they have doctors and psychiatrists and lawyers that help those in need that are part of the industry. Uh, some still are, some aren't, you know, words of wisdom and, and help people and tell them, hey, you know, things are going to be okay. This is what you got to do. Don't do the wrong things. Do the right things, you know. Drugs and alcohol, they're a one-way street and you end up at the, the, you know, the dead end. And, you know, you do the right things and you can be on Route 66 and just keep driving across the country for the rest of your life, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. So, how, 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 what, what about you? I mean, what, what, what challenges do you uh, face and, and see within, within the industry that, you know, most people don't know about? Challenges within the uh, within the industry. Yeah, um, it's just. I mean, we touched on it earlier. We touched on it before, but the challenges really are in the industry are, are essentially the people um, that you uh, that you come in contact with. And I'd say overwhelmingly, ninety percent of the people that I've worked with and continue to are, are the greatest people on earth, and they're my closest friends. Um, but when you do kind of meet some of the ones that are just not uh, completely uh, cool, it's different from anywhere else. And uh, the running joke is, oh, no, you meet weird people everywhere, real estate, you know. Okay. <laughs> uh-uh, nah, no. So, you know, that's challenging when you, when it happens. But, you know, it's it's been like five, I've been lucky five, ten percent maybe over many years. Wow. I think the most difficult part of Howard's thing is getting budgets. Mm. Just give me the money. Just show the me money. the money. It's <laughs> the Jerry Maguire thing. Show me where's, where's the money. You know, it's oh. time for our lightning round. You know, so uh, uh, just like Ray had mentioned uh, that uh, each one of you get 30 to no more than one minute to uh, answer questions in the lightning round. We want to try to get as many in as possible. So I'm going to start the lightning round. I'm going to start with you, Scott. What motivates you? Life. <laughs> Enjoyment of life. Explain. <laughs> I sure I got 30 seconds. Yeah, I yeah, that, that's, that's, that's pretty simple <laughs> to the point. It's, uh, it's that, I enjoy yeah. living. I enjoy making people laugh. I enjoy, you know, the time that we're here. We're here this long, you know. You know, I like that. Uh, that. Ray and I were eight years old ten minutes ago. What the hell happened? <laughs> I, know, I know things changed up so quickly, man. I got gray hair everywhere. I'm like, what, what, what is going on? How would you? Uh, that's not fair because I had time to think about it. But uh, no, just, uh, getting, getting up in the morning, I think, is a tremendous motivation. And uh, uh, you know, if, uh, you, if I've managed to accomplish some one of the elements of a film project that you really need, mainly the star or the money. I'm stoked, and that that's the best feeling ever. Awesome, awesome. So, how, oh, Howard, here for you. I'm going to start with you this time, so Scott can actually have some, have have time too. So, what is the biggest misconception about the the film and entertainment industry? Well, I think uh, most people would agree that uh, you know it's glamorous and it's wonderful and it's beautiful and you know red carpet and all of that, but it's a lot, a lot of hard work and it's tremendous amount of uh, blood, sweat, and tears. And sometimes people outside of the business, especially when you're filming, uh, come up and say, you know, something really silly or, you know, uh, you know, kind of silly. Uh, it just makes you realize that they don't get it. And uh, it's a misconception, you know, and, uh, you know, you, you just kind of try your best to be diplomatic, but send them away. Um, send them on their way. Tell them you're doing a, you know, a feminine hygiene commercial and, you know, they, they usually walk very <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness alright what about you Scott uh, everybody that you see on the big screen is rich and famous and everything is wonderful and all those things and that's just not the way it is 99.8% of actors are out of work mm. you know I mean you know during COVID this yeah. has all been rough I mean you know I'm filing bankruptcy I got no choices man this is the hard part of life you know what can you do when you got no income 
12 times they show Christmas story. That's great. I make a buck 60 folks. Come on, give me a break. Wow. Uh, yeah, most most people don't don't understand that. They see they see you on there. They think, oh, everything is perfect. <laughs> it is, it's it's not always always what you what you see on on camera that uh, is, is is real life. So, yep. Okay. Uh, what? Tell us what one adjective that describes you. I want to start with you first, Scott. That describes me. Yes. Fun. That's, that's, I, I second that, that. That's great. I that's, second that. that. Scott, that, Scott is definitely funny. If anything, that was yes. a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great answer. What about you, Howard? Uh, did you say one word? Yeah, or, one. Yes. Well, passion, I guess. Passionate. Everything else kind of falls into place if you if you got the passion. You that know, that is fantastic. See, Howard's the writer and the director. I'm the actor. He gives you the the answer that's, you know, a little bit more complicated, I give you the, the easy answer. Straight, straight, straight <laughs> forward. Yep. I'm just fun. <laughs> I'm fun. Oh, so. producer, uh, not, not director, right? A producer, actor. but yeah, <laughs> that's correct. Well, you can, you can always add, add another, uh, another, uh, something to you, to your uh, title too. Sure. That, that's, that's sure. the beautiful thing about life. So, uh, Everybody wants to know because I, I got asked this, asked this question a lot, um, and, I, and it's something that I ponder on continuously in everything that I do. But it's how do you want to be remembered? And when someone when you finally have that that moment that we all have, and someone's eulogizing you, what do you want to hear someone say? I'll start. Go ahead, Howard. Just got past that one quickly. <laughs> Who knows? Um, did things that mattered. How's that? You know, just, uh, and as long as they matter to you, I think, you know, that's important and they get some attention. Um, that's, that's what's, you know, that's what validates you. So I'd like to go with, uh, you know, so the, you did things that mattered. You produced things that mattered. Awesome. Awesome. How about you, Scott? Well, since I have no children, I'm not, the legacy that I'm leaving behind basically is the few things that I've done as a kid. What I want people to, 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 when they think of me, to smile and make a joke and have a laugh because that's what I bring. I try and have always wanted to bring that to people's lives. Enjoyment of life. It's not an easy thing. Life is hard. But you know what? If somebody thinks of me and they want to think of me and Richard Pryor or me with my tongue on the pole and all that, and it brought a smile to their face, and maybe they had a joke about me or something, I'm, I'm good with that. And wow. that's awesome and I thank you guys so much for for being open and honest and having the candor to talk about you know uh you know what you're going through and in the business and the industry because you know a lot of times we it's it's much easier to present something that's that's not the truth and I think uh the more that we can live in our own truth and be accepting of it and, and live a positive life and uh, want to inspire others, I think we will be put in a better place. And so, you know, we, I really appreciate you both, uh, you know, being on today. And uh, if the audience wants to find out more about you or from about your projects, can they, can you tell them where, where they can find it at? Uh, Howard, you want to go first? Uh, sure. I mean, uh, like us on Facebook, man, American Whisper, right on Facebook, American Whisper, um, on, so now on Amazon uh, platform, 2B TV and Vimeo. Um, yeah, did I mention American Whisper? Okay. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's W-I-S-P-E-R. Yes, thank you. Without the H, no H. I got, you. I got, you. I got you covered. I got thank you, you, my friend. Thank you. All right, what about you, Scott? Uh, people can follow me on Facebook, Scott Schwartz Actor. That's my, uh, my, my fan page. And I do go on it, and I do answer emails and all that kind of stuff. And uh, before we go, did, Ray, did you get the mail yet? No, I, I did. I didn't get it yet. So I'm, I'm gonna check when I get back home. Uh, my my kids have been me. my kids have been pretty lazy, so I, <laughs> I don't I don't know what's what's going on. But I'm I'm waiting for it. I, I don't know what you, what you sent me. You got a box. It's a box. All right. You like it. Well, I'll, I'll be I'll be posting it on Facebook so you guys will know as soon as I get it. Scott sent me something <laughs> special, so uh, you guys will see it. When you, I, know, I, you, can call me. you can call me too, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah I'm going to call you. I would definitely be calling you. Cause I, we we got to get together, man. I, it's been, been too long. Anytime you want, JC. Thank you, brother James. Thank a pleasure. You. Thank I, you. I want to thank, 
I want to thank our guests uh, for taking time to come on our show, and I want to thank our audience uh, for always uh, listening. And I want to thank my co-hosts uh, over there that uh, always come up with these great guests. And you know, I mean, we 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 got to keep feeding the audience, Ray. We got to continue to give it to them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's your life, and so you know, we want we want to change people's lives, give them information that makes sense and that helps them in any way possible, uh, because. Uh, motivating and inspiring people is what we do. And so um, you know, we thank you all so much, and uh, we love it. the audience to continue to, to follow us. We want to thank our sponsor, uh, Goldsmith Financial, uh, for, for being there to making the show possible. We really appreciate you. And we also, are, just like always, uh, we're always looking for sponsors to continue to bring this great message. You know, So uh, I tell you, this has been a fantastic show. Uh, it's your life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Peace out. So Facebook audience, everybody, we're, we're signing off. Uh, we put the music back in at the end when we go through pre-production. So Scott and Howard, we'll, we'll, we'll get you guys the, the, the final show once it's, uh, it's produced and all the audio and everything is correct. So uh, thank you both for being on, man. We, uh, we love you guys and appreciate you. And you got to sing. Ain't no stopping us now, baby. Ain't no stopping us now. Hey, go ahead and sing it. Sing it, Scott. <laughs> love it, love it. You know, I, I wish uh, we could have got off into a little bit more of this because both of you guys are very interesting. And um, it was a lot of questions that we wanted to get through, but we were not able to do that. But uh, maybe we do this again sometime. Oh, yeah, we might do the after after show something. I'm free I'm for you guys anytime you need me. <laughs> anytime you want Thanks. Same here. All right. So, Same Facebook down. family, next week we got a, a a great show coming your way. So, tune in. It's your life. I'm James Cooper. It's Ray Leonard Jr. Join James and Ray next week at this same time for more It's Your Life, where you'll learn how to dream big, think big, and be big. For more about James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Come back next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow.